0: This week's kernel is going out to Selene, who was one of the book winners on the Year of Less book giveaway that I was doing on Instagram. So, Selene, hope you're doing well. Appreciate you listening to the show and hope you all enjoy today's episode. Hey, this is Chris hope you're doing well and welcome to popcorn finance the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn and uh, I'm really excited today because we're gonna be back on one of my favorite topics that's tiny homes and I can't think of a better person to have another conversation about tiny homes with than Brian Hawkins runs the extremely popular Instagram account at tiny house movement home builder Tiny Home Expert, can I call you that? Is that okay, Brian? Can I call that? That works, Chris. And that voice you just heard right there belongs to Brian Hawkins. And I don't know too many people who know as much about tiny homes as you do. So I appreciate you coming
1: on the show. Absolutely, man! Thanks for having me.
0: I do something on Instagram called Tiny House Tuesday, and I'm always checking out your account because I mean the homes that you're featuring, the homes that you're you're displaying on that account, incredible. It's this the stuff I've never seen before. I'm like I didn't even know people were doing this with tiny homes. It's it's impressive.
1: It's a lot of fun to be able to showcase those type of small places all over the planet because I mean, like you said, people are doing some some crazy stuff that you would think wouldn't fit in 400 square feet or less. But it's it's gorgeous and it's usually their rental property so people can go check them out themselves. It's amazing. So, I mean,
0: do a great job showcasing these homes and we're gonna get into a different area of tiny homes in this conversation. We're gonna be talking about the issue or the problems that arise when it comes with financing a tiny home because it's one thing to figure out you wanna live in a tiny house, now it's how are you gonna actually get one to live in? So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. But before we do, I wanted to say thank you to Empower for bringing you all today's bag of popcorn. Empower is an app that makes saving and managing your money easy, and they do that through a ton of different features including automated savings, high interest checking and savings accounts, and through a feature that I found really interesting and that is their human coaches. Empower adds a nice human touch because sometimes you need to talk to a real living, breathing person for guidance on whatever financial challenges you're going through. Just text Empower's human coaches who are on standby to share personalized recommendations and steer you through whatever financial questions come up for you. So if you want to check out Empower for yourself, and Empower is spelled E-M-P-O-W-E-R, head over to the App Store or Play Store. And for Popcorn Finance listeners, you can get $5 when you use offer code POPCORN and reach your savings goal. So visit empower.me slash popcorn for more details. Again, that's empower.me slash popcorn. Brian, I think maybe we should give people who are not familiar with tiny homes at all a quick rundown of what is a tiny house? What makes it different than just any other house you'd run across?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the unique things about a tiny home in particular is it's built a lot like your typical residential stick built home. So same type of framing, same type of insulation, electrical, a lot of similarities in the plumbing, but it's permanently attached to a trailer itself. So it's affixed on wheels and has a chassis, which is why a lot of people wind up using something similar to an RV when when they refer to a tiny home because it looks similar to that. But tiny homes are typically 400 square feet or less. A lot of people use a loft space to sleep in just to maximize their square footage because when you're in that small of a space you got to get really unique and really creative <laughs> on uh, on how to live there on a day-to-day basis. So fitting everything you have around you with your fridge, your range, if you want a microwave or toasters or anything like that that you just kind of take for granted typically on a day-to-day basis, finding out where to put that, where to store that, how much counter space you have, where you're going to sleep, if you want a living room, fitting all of that into a small space is is what makes the tiny homes unique and then on the exterior making it look more like a home uh, versus just your typical mobile home or modular home that you're used to in the past.
0: Exactly, I mean, some of these homes, they don't just look like a random box on wheels. I mean, people are doing some really creative things with the way they design those. Yeah. What does a a typical tiny house run? Like how much would someone expect, or what's the price price range you could expect to see um, a brand new built for you tiny home running?
1: When you have somebody else build it for you, it definitely changes that price point. But the average right now nationwide is seventy-five dollars to $80,000. And they range anywhere from about 40000 up to about 150000 If you go completely off-grid, solar systems, backup batteries, composting, toilet, water tanks, all the off-grid stuff is by far the most expensive thing that you can do for your tiny home.
0: So, I mean, it's, it's a good chunk of change. I mean, most people aren't going to be able to just throw, go into a savings account, pull out that money and buy the house. Yep. Right? So, I guess the issue becomes getting financing for your tiny home. But there's an issue with that, right? You can't just walk into a bank and apply for a mortgage like you would a traditional, um, you know, standalone house you'd find out here.
1: Oh, man, that would be so awesome. I, I've <laughs> talked to, I don't know how many banks I've walked into and had conversations with, not just where I live in Utah, but all over the country, because we've been trying to solve this problem for at least five years, talking to to traditional banking institutions, right, on on lending programs. Because as you said, there's not a mortgage set up for a tiny home on wheels because nobody, nobody even knows what that is when you walk into the bank. They're like, okay, do you mean an RV or do you mean an Airstream or is this a modular home? They, they don't have a box to check. So it's uh, it's kind of all over the map when it comes right now, when it comes to, to financing your tiny home.
0: What are the options that you see most people take then when they're they're like, okay, I'm building this home. Let's just say it's an $80,000 home. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what are their steps they can take to actually get some
1: financing for this? The three most popular that I've seen are people taking HELOCs, so just taking mm-hmm. the equity out of a home, a personal loan or a personal note, and then depending on who the builder is, a lot of people try to get RV loans. Uh-huh. The problem is to qualify for an RV loan because legally you can't live in an rv full-time anywhere in the country it doesn't matter where it is you just you can't legally do it right but people will try to find a builder that's rvia certified so if you have an rvia certification you can typically get rv financing for that but getting that as a builder is is expensive it's time consuming uh it's about a six thousand dollar bill just to, to go through that qualification if you qualify using that rv loan would be phenomenal the problem is not every builder qualifies for that, and it's not something that you could just do, walk into a, you know, doesn't matter if it's a credit union or bank, you can't just walk into Wells Fargo and say, I want an RV loan, because there's not a standard model to say, this is what this RV has looked like for the last 10 years, and the bank has nothing to, to go against when they say, I don't know what that note is worth five years from now or seven years from now when I want to sell that note. So it's really hard for a bank to wrap their head around what a tiny home really is and what it's valued at.
0: So it kind of leaves people who, who want to make this transition, who are deciding, you know, I, I want to give Tiny Living a try. It kind of really limits you. It it really probably shrinks maybe the number of people, people who would uh, take on this lifestyle who would like to.
1: Absolutely. I, on a daily basis, I get messages from people asking me on Instagram, where do I go to get financing for my home? And the first thing I tell them is, you need to talk to your local bank or credit union and discover what your options are because there is not a standard answer to go across the country and say, I want a loan for a tiny home. And there, mm. there's a lot of people trying to solve that, but there's still not what I would consider uh, an easy option for that for people.
0: What do you see as the future of tiny home lending? Do you see it potentially getting any better or do you see this is going to be like an ongoing issue that will probably be
1: going on for you know years to come? Well, it's already been going on for at least 5 years because I've been working on it for that much myself. Uh, I don't think we're too far. I think we're maybe a year, maybe 2 years out on having something that's there, because not only do the the numbers match up from a lending standpoint, tiny homes have somehow not depreciated like your traditional RV or car or anything else that you drive off the lot and you lose $10,000 on the minute you drive off the lot. Even though there's no land attached to a tiny home on wheels, they are somehow still appreciating, Hmm. which makes no sense, right? Wow, I did not expect to hear that. Yeah, it's been insane. I can't tell you how many tiny homes that, that we built for people and other builders have built where the owner has gone on to either sell that or rent it out, uh, and even at selling that, they're not losing money, but they're actually making five or ten thousand dollars on their tiny home. So at some point, we're probably going to have a TV show on flipping tiny homes. Um, <laughs> but from the lending standpoint, I, I think we're not too far off from there being a, a better answer because there's so many people trying to work on this particular problem right now. Uh,
0: you know, that's, that's really interesting here. I appreciate you sharing that information because uh, I've, I've heard about this issue, and it's fascinating to see how the tiny house community and this movement is kind of changing and developing kind of like in front of our eyes right now as we go along yeah and before we go where can people go if they want to catch up with you learn more about the tiny house you're sharing and just learn more about just tiny homes in general what's the best place to reach out to you
1: yeah for me personally it's on on instagram tiny house movement just at tiny house movement or you can check out the website at tinyhousemovement.co. but really those are the the two main places to learn about what we're doing with tiny homes how they're being used across the country and then just checking out some awesome spaces that people are using.
0: Great. Thank you. Appreciate it, Brian.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chris.
0: Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.